Hey, 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 what's up, my L.A. sports fam? This your boy, L.A. Ray, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. As I put in a little, little cameo for your listening pleasure, I just want to be. In this particular episode, I'm going to touch briefly on these NBA playoffs, which I will say has been as advertised. These have been some great playoffs, some great playoff games, and also some disappointments of uh, particular teams and definitely disappointing players that I will touch on briefly in this particular episode. Uh, I want to start by just talking about the two teams that have punched their ticket into their respective conference finals, and that's the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat. And let me start off with the Miami Heat, who may absolutely be the best team in the NBA that few people talk about. They had the best record in the Eastern Conference. They dispatched Atlanta in five games, and they just recently dispatched the Philadelphia 76ers, who, as I just mentioned, is one of those particular teams that has been a humongous disappointment all year round. And Jimmy B, Jimmy Butler, got his revenge on the Philadelphia 76ers by trading him away to the Miami Heat. In the last four games, Butler scored 33 points, 40 points, 23 points, 32 points to just dismantle the his former team, the Philadelphia 76ers. And you can't talk about the Philadelphia 76ers without talking about James Harden. He's just one of those guys that you're really, really tired of just talking about. I mean, what a what a what's the word I want to use for him? The average the adjective that I want to use for him. Um, I don't know, soft, I would say, crab baby. It's definitely a crab baby for sure. I mean, this guy, you know, when he was at OKC, he didn't want to be there. He got out of there, went to Houston, didn't get along with Dwight Howard. He wanted out of Houston, and, you know, he talked his way over to the Brooklyn Nets, and when he gets there, what happens? He doesn't like Kyrie Irving, uh, apparently, and he wanted out of there, and he said, that the team he always wanted to go to was the Philadelphia 76ers. And what does he do in the most pivotal game of their season in game number six? In the second half, he shoots the ball two freaking times. Are you kidding me? Now, let me tell you something. Myself, L.A. Ray, I, obviously, I'm not in the NBA. I, you know, never would, never sniffed it, never would have sniffed it. But I tell you what, man, you put me out on that court, I'm pretty sure I can jack up a couple of shots. They'll, I, I'll probably miss them. You know, the defense in the NBA is overwhelming. Uh, but I guarantee you I'll jack up a couple of shots. We're talking about James Harden here. He shot the ball two times in a 99-90 to 90 loss against the Miami Heat. Unacceptable. There were some pundits, you know, such as Stephen A. Smith and uh, Kendrick Perkins and some others who, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp, those guys who pretty much said that it's a possibility that this is something that James Harden may have done on purpose because apparently he does not like Doc Rivers. And in the news conference at the end of the game, when one reporter asked him, you know, did, hey, did Doc Rivers call any plays for you? Because uh, James Harden would say, well, hey, I passed the ball. I never got back to me. They asked him that question, and he said, next question. So now what do you want to do, James Harden? Where do you want to go next? You know, what, 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 what team do you want to poison next? He is not a championship player whatsoever. And I tell you what, there was talk when, it, when the trade was made, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, James Harden trade, 
you know, who got the better of the trade, Philadelphia or Brooklyn? Neither one of them, to be honest. They'd have both been better off just staying where they were at. Neither one of them. I'm not even going to get into Ben Simmons, weak-ass Ben Simmons. I'm not even going to go there. But James Harden, you know, for the Philadelphia 76ers, he gave them nothing. Now uh, he has a player option of uh, around $45, $46, 47000000 million next year, player option. Is he going to exercise that option and stay with the 76ers? Or is he going to demand a trade? I, I doubt very seriously if the 76ers are going to sign him to an extension, to a, a, a super max extension. Nowhere in the world I would do that. Are you going to pay James Harden $250 million over five years, $50 million a year for that kind of output in the playoffs? No way in hell. No way in hell I would do that. So in that particular series, again, you know, the Miami Heat going in there, I'm not going to say they pretty much knew they were going to win this series, but I don't know too many people that put money on Philadelphia winning it. I'll tell you that much. Maybe some people in Philadelphia – and Joel Embiid, you know, bless his heart, he's playing with a, a plate with a fractured orbital bone in his eye. You know, basically a broken face is what that is. And he still had the thumb injury on his shooting hand. And a lot of people didn't mention that he still was suffering from, you know, mild tendonitis type symptoms in his knee. Now, Joel Embiid might be a guy that might say, hey, I want out of Philadelphia my damn self. Daryl Morey is a guy that really, really wanted Harden. Okay, so you got him. Now what, you, what, what are you going to do now, Morey? You're going to pay this guy $250 million? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So it's going to be interesting, a very interesting offseason by the Philadelphia 76ers. But uh, say all that to say the Miami Heat, they have punched their ticket uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals against either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'll get into that Game 7 matchup uh, today in a moment. In the West, the other team that has punched their ticket to the Western Conference Finals is the Golden State Warriors, and that is a team that I picked to win it all before the playoffs start. Now, they dispatched of Denver, of course, in five games, winning four out of five games, and then they ran into a tough Memphis Grizzlies team. Now, I will be the first to admit I did not think Memphis was going to give them this much of a challenge, even with John Morant. So what happens? John Morant gets hurt. And Memphis just continued to ball. I tell you what, man, that team is gritty. They rebound like nobody's business. And Golden State is, you know, they're, they're pretty lucky to get out of that. If, if John Morant was playing in those last, uh, and especially in that last game, the deciding game that Golden State won, 110 and 96, there's a possibility that Golden State would have lost that game. Golden State is like a turnover machine. 17 turnovers in that game, deciding game six, and they still won that game, led by Klay Thompson with 30 points and Kevon Looney with 22 rebounds. It, it, it was amazing how many times they were turning the ball over. Draymond Green, I don't know who told him he was Magic Johnson or somebody like that, but he, he's a good passer and all of that. He's a, you know, he's a great leader. He's a very, very good defender, but he, he commits a lot of unforced turnovers along with Curry and Klay Thompson. They try to do these pinpoint passes on the fast break. And, I mean, they were just throwing the ball out, out of bounds at the other end of the court. And, and, and Draymond Green, you know, he's the master of that. Again, thinking he's Magic Johnson or Pistol Pete Maravich or somebody. I don't know who he thinks he is. But I tell you what, they're going to have to clean that up. They're going to have to clean that up when they play either the Phoenix Suns or 
the Dallas Mavericks, another matchup that I'm going to get into in a moment. But that Golden State team, man, they, they just eventually just overpowered Memphis with their shooting. You know, the, the Clay, not Clay Thompson, but uh, Steph Curry did not have a great shooting game in the deciding game in that 110-96 victory. He didn't have a great game in the fourth quarter, though. He played Steph Curry-type basketball. But overall, he did not have a great game. Again, Klay Thompson carried them with 30 points. You know, Jordan Poole, he did not he did not really have a great Jordan Poole game, but it was good enough. And Andrew Wiggins, you know, he's another player that he played well in that deciding game as well. And then, of course, you got Draymond Green, you know, doing his thing. So Golden State, again, the uh, team in the Western Conference that has punched their ticket into the Western Conference Finals. And since I did pick Golden State to win it all, I'm not going to waffle with that. I still think that Golden State can beat, definitely can beat Phoenix for sure. And also, I think they will beat Dallas if Dallas is victorious against the Phoenix Suns. But again, they're going to have to cut down on those turnovers. Those turnovers eventually are going to come back to bite them square in the ass. I tell you that off the rip. They're going to bite them in the ass, and it's not going to be pretty. So look for Golden State to try to clean that up. And one of the reasons that this may be happening to Golden State is obviously Steve Kerr is in the COVID protocol for testing positive for COVID. And now you have Mike Brown as a coach. Now, this is no disrespect to Mike Brown, but something seems amiss, amiss with Golden State playing under Mike Brown as opposed to playing under Steve Kerr. I know the game plan is still the same. The game plan doesn't change just because Mike Brown is the coach, but Maybe the player's reaction to Mike Brown and huddles may be a little different to Steve Kerr. I'm not sure. But those turnovers, man, they, they, they have to stop. Golden State, they have to stop. Dub Nation. Dub Nation in the house. Clean up the turnovers, baby, and you will find yourself in the NBA Finals against whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference. Before I get into the both Game 7s that are happening today, Here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be assessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NET-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. 
Call or text Tennessee Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 or older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 cost required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. host of LA Courtside Podcast. As you just heard, our sponsor, DraftKings.com. If you want to place a couple of bets, today would be the best day to do it, baby. You can't get no better than this. Two game sevens happening today. The Boston Celtics going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. That game is going to be riveting in itself. And then you have the Phoenix Suns, who have the best record in the NBA. Many people thought that would win this championship, not easily, but Definitely a little easier than what they're making it out to be going up against the upstart Dallas Mavericks. Go to DraftKings.com and put in promo code TBPN. And again, sit back today, baby. Get yourself some tequila, some hen dog, or get yourself some beer, get yourself some chicken wings or something like that. And enjoy these games today because they are going to be great, great game seven basketball games. I'm going to start with the first one and the Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I tell you what, in my humble opinion, whoever wins this particular game today that goes up against the Miami Heat, I think they will outlast the Miami Heat. These are two tough basketball teams, and they are going at it. And right before our very eyes, we're starting to see the ascension, or further ascension, I should say, of Jason Tatum. I mean, what can you say about this dude, man? In the last game, game six, 46 points. Now, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, he also scored over 40 points and had 20 rebounds. But Tatum, man, 17 out of 32 from the field, 7 of 15 from beyond the arc. He also contributed nine rebounds and four assists. This guy is a star in the making. They have a very, very good basketball team. And I tell you what, you know, putting my money on it today. Now, I did pick the Boston Celtics to beat Milwaukee in this series in seven games. Now, I did not think in my wildest dreams that Boston would lose, you know, a couple of games in the garden. It's nowhere in the world I thought that. And if they lose a game today, losing three out of four games at, at the uh, garden or the TD, the Ameritrade Center, whatever the hell it's named now. Anyway, uh, nowhere in the world I would have thought that. So I do not think Boston's going to lose today. I think they will outlast Milwaukee. You know, Boston has, you know, some momentum on their side. Marcus Smart is playing well, even though he kind of blew it in that game six or game five, I should say. Marcus Smart ending 108-95 victory over Milwaukee in game six, scored 21 points, eight out of 16 shooting. So he atoned for the mistakes that he made at the end of the game uh, in game five. He was also five of nine from beyond the arc. You know, this is your defensive player of the year, but many people underestimate the shooting prowess of Marcus Smart. Now, he's not as good of a shooter as Tatum or Jalen Brown, for sure, but you better not leave Marcus Smart open. 
I tell you what, you leave him open behind a three-point line, he's going to shoot. He's not afraid, and he will make the shot. Seven assists, five rebounds, plus 11 while he was on the floor. And Jalen Brown also, 41 minutes, seven out of 16 from the field, four of seven from beyond the arc. He also contributed five rebounds and four assists for 22 points. Now, you're not going to get 30-point performances out of Al Horford all the time like he had a, a couple of games ago. He only had two points in his last game. But, you know, he does other things on the floor. He's just a, a flat-out leader. He's a quiet leader, but he's a leader. He did have 10 rebounds in that game. And, again, he only scored two points, but that's okay. They still beat the Milwaukee Bucks by 13 points. Grant Williams, he's not going to give you a boatload of points all the time, but he's a, a tough, tough guy, tough defender. And he can shoot the ball a little bit as well. He contributed five rebounds and, and two steals on his own, plus nine while he was on the court. Now, the Boston bench is, you know, it's one that you have to watch. Pritchard only played seven minutes, which kind of puzzles me because he's a really, really good shooter. So he only had seven minutes of playing time uh, in that particular game. Um, White, Derek White, 30 minutes, nine points. He is not a very, very good shooter at all. But I tell you what, he's not afraid at the moment. You know, he's not afraid to, to you know, stick his head in the phrase, so to speak. He was only three of nine from the field, only one of five from beyond the arc. So he's not a great shooter, but he can, hand, he can handle the ball. He did not have any turnovers in 30 minutes. So their bench is kind of, of is lacking, let's just say that. So you're starting five of uh, Grant Williams, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. They're going to carry the majority of the minutes, and it's going to be do or die. Now, speaking of the aforementioned Giannis Antetokounmpo, took me a long time to pronounce that dude's name, Antetokounmpo. I just call him the Greek freak, what the hell. 41 minutes, 14 out of 30 from the field, 14 out of 15 from the free throw line. You remember a few years ago, man, this guy barely made free throws. He's, I don't know, maybe 55, 60% at best. Now, you know, you get this guy at the line, man, he, he makes his free throws. And if you leave him open from three, you see the, the three-point shot that he, he made from the top of the key. I mean, that was just bottoms, baby, bottoms. He was two or three from beyond the arc, 20 rebounds. Six assists. Now, he did have six turnovers. He's going to have to uh, take care of that ball a whole lot better in this game seven if Milwaukee is going to win. But he scored 44 points, so he and Jason Tatum were just going at it. They were just going at it. Drew Holiday had a good game, 17 points, 7 out of 17 from the field. Did not shoot particularly well from beyond the arc, only 3 out of 10. But, you know, you, you really know what you're going to get out of Drew Holiday. You're going to get some tough defense. You know, you're going to get a little scoring. He only had one turnover in 42 minutes. So that, that's a, a really, really good thing. Wes Matthews, remember him, Laker fans? Remember Wes Matthews, formerly of the L.A. Lakers? He only scored four points in 28 minutes, only two or six from the field. But, you know, he gives you a level of toughness out there. He's a decent defender. Grayson Allen, you're not going to get those big games out of him all the time, Milwaukee Bucks fans. And in his last game, uh, that – showed where he only he, he played 22 minutes which is you know a nice sample size but he was only one of seven from the field he was minus 29 while he was on the court minus 29 he only scored three points and speaking of the bench other than Connaughton 
you know, it, we have Bobby Portis, and Bobby Portis had been playing well leading up to that game six. But in this particular game, he played 29 minutes and was only two of eight from the field. He did have 10 rebounds, though. You're going to get a lot of toughness from Bobby Portis. He can shoot the ball when when left open. He's definitely not afraid to, but consistently, he's not going to be hitting three-point shots at, with the consistency that some other players do. He was only 0 of three from that, in that particular category in game number six. Connaughton, he definitely can shoot. He was six of eight from the field, two of three from beyond the arc, scored 14 points. They're going to have to have another performance by Connaughton in order to beat, in my opinion, in order to beat the Milwaukee, I'm sorry, the Boston Celtics in this game seven. So in my humble, humblest opinion, I think the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks today, probably by five points or less, something like that. And then they were going in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. And the other game seven today, the Phoenix Suns, the, I call them the enigmatic Phoenix Suns. And I get really, really tired of hearing about you know, Chris Paul and Chris Paul deserves a championship. What the hell does that mean, fans out there? What, what do you mean he deserves a championship? He doesn't deserve a championship any more than any other player that's, that's played in the NBA. You know, does he deserve a championship more than Charles Barkley deserved one? More than Karl Malone and John Stockton? deserved one what what does that mean what deserved what, what does that mean he deserves it what, what has he done to say that he deserves a championship I hear that all the time but going back to the uh, Phoenix Suns they did dispatch New Orleans in six games and I, I, I think I picked them to beat New Orleans in like five so that one kind of went an extra game now you have Dallas and it's 3-3 and each team has won on their home floor. Now you have uh, this game seven, of course, being in Phoenix. And now, in my opinion, the best player on the floor is Luka Doncic. And because of that, I am picking the Dallas Mavericks to upset the Phoenix Suns in this game seven and go on to the Western Conference Finals to, play, uh, to face the Golden State Warriors. I know I may be going out on a limb on this one, but... I'm just not feeling the Phoenix Suns. I'm just just not, you know, Chris Paul, you just got to show me something. Forget all that damn I deserve or he deserves a championship crap. Show me. Show me. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, you guys have the experience. You know, you lost in the finals last year against Milwaukee. You should have a chip on your shoulder. Let's see. Again, Doncic is the best player on the floor. Nobody's going to stop him. It's just a matter of, you know, how many points is he going to score? And I've seen on Twitter lately a lot of comparisons, like who's the best player between Doncic and Booker. Now, and everybody has their opinion on that. I, in my opinion, Doncic is the better player, at least right now. It's not to take anything away from Devin Booker. Devin Booker is another great player, great, great basketball player. And they're going to need a big game out of him today. They're going to need a really, really big Booker, in my opinion, is going to have to score 30 points in this game for them to win. Because Doncic is going to go crazy. In my opinion, Doncic is a better player right now. He's the best player in this game, uh, in this particular game today. I'm not saying he's the best player left in the playoffs or anything like that. But in this game today, game seven, Doncic is the best player on the floor. And that's why I'm picking the Dallas Mavericks to upset the Phoenix Suns today. And then go on to the Western Conference Finals to face Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. So again... The NBA playoffs, as advertised, have been very, very exciting. We will find out today what the Eastern Conference Final is going to be and the Western Conference Final and continue to watch some very, very good basketball. 
to, you know, the NBA is riding high right now. They got some very, very good young stars. You know, a lot of people are watching, and it's just very, very entertaining basketball, I must say. So with that, my L.A. sports fam, I'm going to leave it right there. Thank you all for listening. And wherever you get your podcast from, you know, make sure you subscribe to L.A. Courtside Podcast so you don't miss any further episodes moving forward. I will continue to uh, play some con- content on this podcast, even though our Lakers and our Clippers are no longer participating in these playoffs. That's okay. In my next episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to briefly talk about the Lakers coaching search. I know damn well you guys didn't want Doc Rivers, the, the, the complainer, uh, Doc Rivers, the excuse maker as your basketball coach. So it's a good thing that the Philadelphia 76ers and Maury has said that Doc Rivers isn't going anywhere. Leave him over there with the Philadelphia 76ers. Let him keep complaining and keep excuse making him why his teams are losing in the playoffs and yada, yada, yada. So I will touch on that in episode number 102 that will be coming up in a few days. So with that, my L.A. sports fam, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast, peace.